0: All of you Africans, all
1: of you Africans that own other that's working right. 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 for right. people. Y'all need to open your own business. Save your money. Quit paying motherfuckers for Jerry girls. Quit paying motherfuckers for proms. Save your money. Start your own
2: business. The new generation is I'm gonna tell you right now. If, 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 if i right so Wake up, jumped out my bed. I'm in a two-man cell with my homie, little half-dead. Murder was the case that they gave me. Dear God, I wonder, can you save me? I'm only 18, so I'm a young fuck. It's a ride, if I don't scrap, I'm getting stuck. But that's the life of a G, I guess. S.A.'s way deep, two in the chest. Best run, cause brothers is dropping quicker. Uh, too late, damn, down goes another nigga off the walls but I them dogs getting it rep as a young hog. it ain't nothing like the street life you better be strapped with your shank cause ain't no fist fight so I guess I got to handle mine since I did the crime I got to do my time get <laughs>
1: Sitting on swole 27 years old, up and roll, Stroll. I'm back up on my feet with my mind on the money that I be making. Soon as I touch them streets, things didn't on this side. Remember they used to thump, but now they blast, right? But it ain't no thing to me. Cause now I'm what they call a low so OG. The little homies from the hood with grip. All the ones I get with, cause I'm down the step trip. Nigga, I'm bigger than you, so what you wanna do? Didn't know he had a 22, straight sitting behind his back. I grabbed his pockets, and then I heard six caps. I fell to the ground, with blood on my hands. I didn't understand how a nigga so young could bust a cap. I used to be the same way back. I guess that's what I get. But oh, trying to jack the little homies for their grim. They me like many things from what I see. From the street, come my butt, I come to be a little
2: ghetto boy. Playing in the ghetto street. What you gonna do? For the real OGs to get wet. Some facts made, I made. Now you running, but I'm played like every single day. Really though, you know me, I'm the smooth macadamia. And gaming them for my homie. No need being calm if you pack, right? And learning just enough to keep your sack, right? Late nights, I wonder what they getting for. Early morning on the corners, what they hitting for. Seven young G's, what they serve down. In the G Ride East where what they swerve now. Not thinking about what's really going on. Got crept on, stepped on, now they gone. I spent four years in the county with nothing but convicts around me. But now I'm back at the pound and we exposed ways for the youth to survive. Some think it's wrong, but we tend to think it's right. So make all them ends you can make. Cause when you broke, you break. Check it out. So ain't no need for your mama to trip. Cause you's a hustling ass youngster clocking your
1: grill i little ghetto to
3: listen to the ink studs uh, not on the road podcast radio show. <laughs> I'm Brandon. I'm, I'm sitting here with with Ed Pisker and Joe Keating and we're going to we're going to talk about uh, about Rob Liefeld today. Um, Joe, you have your you brought your two favorite.
4: Well, yeah, you gave me a, a homework assignment which was to bring you said just to bring my one favorite Rob Liefeld comic. Can I I decided to kind of a uh, bridge it a bit more. Actually, I brought the first thing I've ever seen. Rob's Art in Ever, which was a uh, What If number seven, the second volume of What If, and uh, yeah, that hit me like a ton of bricks because, like, I'd read comics my whole life, but he was the first of all the image guys that that hit me. Like, you know, like when you're a kid, I didn't have like a ton of money, so it was like every once, every six months, I'd buy a couple comics or whatever, you know. And uh, 89, yeah, I bought that off the rack, I still have the same copy I had back then. And I just, looking at it now and digging it out, it hit me like a sledgehammer from, like, just the cover alone with Wolverine with the weird red, like, flat-color eyes, and, you know, he's got a gun, and he's... I didn't even know what shield was at the time. But Rob, and I think that's my overall thing with his work, gives me or gave me, and I think continues to give other people a visceral reaction that, you know, he hits this thing that when I, when I was a kid, and I was drawing. I knew I I wanted to draw. I want to be better. I want to be better. I want to be better. And it, he was. It was like seeing what my subconscious was telling me to try to draw. Like, and then I saw it. and I was like, you know, I could. I might be able to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was the. It, it was one of the earliest times I, I saw that, and it, it stuck with me through everything he's done. So that was the first comic I brought.
3: Interesting. Just the, looking at the uh, quotations in here. It's so. It's Jim Valentino do the script and the layouts. Right. And, and Ed was pointing out earlier that one of the most. Um, what, were, what were you talking about?
0: Well, one of my favorite pages of storytelling uh, from Rob Liefeld is in that issue, but the, I guess the credit for the pacing and everything actually goes to uh, Jim Valentino. And it is this page with Baron von Strucker uh, on some kind of ho- like jumps on a hover car that that Nick Fury's driving and and just menaces him. And it gets twisted around the city and he falls off. But the thing is about um, this era, um, because Joe, you're, you're 32 years old as yeah. well. So yeah. am I. So we were like the last vestige of kids who were able to like go to the grocery store oh, with right. mom. Yeah. And just have like five or six spinner racks to choose from. Um, and I don't know about you, I wasn't a part of any kind of comics fandom, comics culture, or anything like that. So... I gravitated to his work, too. I gravitated to McFarlane. This was also the era of um, that three-issue series that... uh, that um, Art Adams and Walt Simonson did on um, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, re- I've
4: got a weird reaction to on that one, too, because it was the same thing. Since I wasn't buying comics all the time, I got that first issue. And I know who the Fantastic Four were.
3: Right. But I got the first issue because it looked cool. It's going to be hard being a kid on Mars. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> no, well, I just, you know,
4: whatever. I was Spider Man was my thing from, right. from, from zero years old on. So FF kind of came later. But yeah, I read that issue, and it seemingly kills the entire Fantastic Four, replaces them with Spider Man, one of my favorite guys. Ghost Rider, Wolverine, the Hulk, and in my stupid kid head, That's I was a like. A bunch
3: of lone wolves. I'm gonna yeah, exactly.
4: Right. <laughs> this was going to be the Fantastic Four forever, and it was always going to be drawn by Art Adams. And yeah. it was one of my, my first major heartbreaks from comics, because then, like, six months later, I came in to buy the next issue of, oh, so to catch up, and it was like Paul Ryan drawing, like, the original FF were alive again, and I was like,
0: right. what? No, <laughs>
3: it's actually the special fuck young Joe Keating edition.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is the 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 art style of these guys who are kind of um you know they're off the beaten path when it comes to uh, just a, the standard Marvel House style guys. You know, it's not Ron Friend. Like you have all the you have Sal Buscema who would be drawing like several books a month. John Buscema drawing several books a month. Mm-hmm. You know, Ron Friends, Thor, like all this stuff where they're working in that house style and then you just see this stuff that's kinda quirky. Yeah. You know, and as a kid you, you do you do gravitate to it. But I don't wanna um I don't wanna have our discussion just be like a talk about nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah exactly. because that's what guys try to try to pin on me whenever I talk about Rob yeah. Ledfield. Like, oh yeah. you're just you're just like um uh, drawing up like like old emotions and things yeah. like that and, and, and it's, it's, it's really, it's not that. Well yeah, it's,
4: it's definitely not that for me either because the thing is I kind of, well the other comic like I brought was this Youngblood number 6 which was his return to Youngblood and to me these both kind of are, kind of like encapsulate my, my Rob Liefeld fandom where I thought at the time Youngblood number 6 was like the, the greatest thing he ever did and after that I, kind of, I didn't even read 7 and 8 and everything until much later on and I kind of moved on. And it's in working in comics that I really learned how to appreciate Rob. More than just, oh,
3: I was a kid and this
4: was cool. Right. You know what I mean?
3: So what is it that you guys are, are pulling from there that is that you think is, is um, not rooted in nostalgia? I
0: think it's like a... Um, it, it works almost as like outsider art in a way. And I know that that's like a... Um, that's just like a buzzword that people use for stuff that they can't quite describe in a lot of ways. But um, what I mean by that is um, his cartooning isn't necessarily, you know, it's not uh, Kurtzman-like, you know, storytelling or something like that. Um, it's very exciting imagery that has a power to it. And intuitively, because I really don't don't think that he consciously um, was... Creating some of this imagery, you know, like like with this in mind, but um, like some of that imagery, it really sticks with you. Like when people talk about that Captain America with the chest,
4: yeah,
0: it's compelling. Like like yeah. it's it's in everybody's head when you think of Rob. let you think of that for sure. Uh, and and um, what artist doesn't want to like invade people's <laughs> consciousness? Well,
4: yeah, that's actually a really great point. I've never thought of it this way. Is that Twenty years after these comics have come out, we're still talking about them. Yeah. And sort of the uh, contemporary conversation. Do you know what I mean? It's not all just looking back. And there's a lot of guys from that era. Uh, this contemporaries in the '89. The, you know, three guys obsessed with comics. We probably couldn't even conjure right. the names of. Well, you know and what I said
3: mean? some interesting things that I want to come back to on that drive over here. Yeah. About uh, one one about how um, we were talking about how it was uh-huh. almost like maybe I said this. We were talking about how it was almost it's not the technical ability that he's doing it's like not the storytelling you're talking about it's more it's like getting this enthusiastic person's sketchbook and that was something that really changed about my opinion of robin meeting him and interacting with him and doing profit is that it's st- the sincerity is so authentic with him and that he's really trying and he's really like this is going to do the best thing i can do i'm going to make a fun comic and and there's something really admirable about that. And something else you said today Ed, that I wanted to, to get back to is you talking about artist, your favorite artist you like, and how you could just take a lamp and be like, "That's the lamp by Dan Clowes," and and, and and him having such a noticeable style. And I wonder if that's. Um, do you guys know Joey? You might know more because the the era when. Marvel Comics switched over from the kind of classic 80s guys to the 90s guys? Well,
4: they were trickling in. They were fighting against them for so long. McFarlane had more rejection letters than anybody else. And, I don't know, my timeline's so fucked up in my head, because, you know, as a kid, I don't really keep things straight, but as I feel like Jim Lee was the good old boy, and he was the one that, that they liked the most. He was. I mean, but he was doing, like, Punisher War Journal and stuff like that, and then slowly that was all kind of that group. Yeah. Like Todd was Todd was trying to get in, and he went Infinity Incorporated, and they're like, "All right, fine, you can do Coyote." Well, Lee was always whatever. the
3: more the most. Um, he was always the most liked yeah. artist out of the group, and actually,
4: DC Dislike launched technical. Todd more than Marvel did initially because he got him that uh, Batman Year Two.
0: And then he had a he had a regular series with Roy Thomas. I yeah. forget what that was called. Infinity Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: Invasion too. And well, Invasion was a, just a miniseries, but and then that's when Marvel really got to notice him. You know, and the, but then those guys were all tied together, like you know they.
0: Sylvester
3: so was doing X Men, exactly. like some of my favorite. Well, Sylvester is an older. Yeah, like yeah. He, he's he's like an older. He's like the guy guy who changed his style to almost survive the nineties. Right, yeah. right. And a lot of people did like when the Jim Lee style became
0: prominent. You you would see there was this, there's this one particular X Men annual with with Herb Trimpy yeah, doing yeah. that Bishop story uh-huh. where he's where it's like Herb Trimpy doing a Jim Lee style. But uh, the anatomy all works, and yeah, it, yeah. like, it is It's really so sharp. Yeah. It's really, really good, but he's, like, he's, like, you, you know, using that kind of 90s aesthetic, yeah. and, and, it, and it's really cool. And then you have, like, you know, those schmucks like Alex Saviak or something yeah. like that, like, <laughs> like, like, who, who, you know, are trying to, you know, they drew, like, if you see them in the 80s, and then right. it's, like, they're doing their 90s riff or something. Right. But
3: yeah. well, that must have been a really harsh, uh. You know, going from, you know, even going from Sylvester on X-Men to Sylvester on Darkness. Yeah. Like, that's not a subtle...
4: Well, I mean, the Cyber Force, I guess, would be the, the, ne- the next step Well, yeah, between. but I mean,
3: just just that style of, like, you know. Yeah. Like, for me, I I always was frustrated. My initial frustration with Liefeld mm-hmm. was, came from being a huge New Mutants fan and going from the just, Brett Blevins to Liefeld. Yeah. Ooh, which you cannot, like 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 you can't I can't think of a bigger jump
0: in style. Yeah, yeah. And and my, my favorite Liefeld stuff is when he was inking himself. Yeah. So so like my my life books like the ones that I really um, cherish mm-hmm. are there really is like maybe 20, 20 different issues. It's like some of the new mutant stuff, mm-hmm. first like 10 11 issues of X-Force mm-hmm. and like th- like the early issues of Young Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what you said about, you know, encapsulating your sort of mm-hmm. life held exposure, whatever, like with your first book being that, um, what if issue and this young blood seven, it's sort of the same for me because, uh, this young blood seven has like a lot of polish mm-hmm. and yeah. craft and and, yeah. and, 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 that, that, um, that actually isn't as strong to me as the yeah. earlier artwork where, where yeah. it was very rough and like, like whenever he inks himself, yeah. And it's really fat. Like, if you really study that stuff, you can tell he's yeah. really breezing.
4: Right. Yeah, looking through, like... It the, has an like, energy to when it. When this I- idea of this podcast came together, I dug out all my old Rob stuff. And I, I, I still... I maintain I brought this, but it was looking through the original printings of X-Force, which I haven't done in a long time. And, you know, how the weird color would be off register and uh, just the overall look and the chunkiness of the blacks on that shitty paper. Like, it just... It, I, that connected me to me more as an adult than it even did as a kid, whereas this, like, like this Youngblood number 6, it's so tight, and the colors are beautiful, and the papers are, you know, it, it's so slick that it's almost like, looking at it now, I almost kind of see it as restraining what I like so much about his stuff, but at the time was what I thought was like, this was my watchman.
3: <laughs> it's really funny that you, that that you would throw it out as restraint. Yeah. Restraint.
4: Well, I just, there's there's a thing I, in him trying to figure his shit out that i think like you know with 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 x you know new New mutants was a gamble at the time yeah you know it wasn't until you know i think deadpool i mean really towards the end of the the line where he really started to heat up you know and so there's more of this desperation and i feel now with Youngblood number six you're selling millions of copies
3: but where was the editorial in that
4: well you know it's hard to distinguish what's reality and what's not but um, based off Rob, it sounds like it. It was pretty good. like after the first few issues. Once Louis Simonson, it was 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 booted off the book. It seems like he was kind of given. You know, it's like um, I was I was watching. The, I don't want to get too much into. It, I was watching the new Nolan movie, the the space movie, and I felt like it was a it was a kind of a mediocre three hour movie with like a brilliant two hour movie in it. And I feel like, and I'm. Is I'm there never, one of
3: those scenes where they're watching Wiley e. Coyote in the background? Because that.
4: Well, no, it was. I mean, I don't know. There's. I don't. Know, I don't want to get too much into Interstellar, but I was like, ah, oh, he needed like a sounding board, and I feel like he kind of had a good sounding board with the later, like not editorial oversight, but some good sounding board was Fabian I don't know, but like he had something. And with this, it was like. Just uh, lacks the, the 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 raw visceral thing that I think that those those mutants and X Force
3: had. So the later Youngblood stuff when he had when he was just doing whatever he wanted without the.
4: Yeah, well, it's like did you read Youngblood number one? Yeah. Okay, so I I love his original interviews. I think it were in comics and everything like that. And we talked about it. It sounds brilliant. Like you talked about how like. Earlier, you're talking about how you're, he would reference stuff in profit interviews that would never be in the comics, and you're like, I'm going to use that in the series. Right, and
3: something about the 90s we were talking about is that oftentimes the the present... I, I for, for the age I am, I always mm-hmm. think of it as the Battle Chasers thing. Battle yeah. Chasers is a book that exists, you know, um, Joe Madarera's book, mm-hmm. which I'm not a big fan of, but it yeah. exists essentially off of the idea of the hype. And the book never lived up to the hype, but the hype was so strong yeah. that it still maintains. I remember, uh, I remember a wizard... Um,
0: It was almost like Wizard did a Cribs-type feature, and Mm -hmm. they had a double-page spread photograph of Joe Matarrera's studio space. And you couldn't find one drawing implement. It was on like the Sega Saturns. It was like the sword from Final Fantasy VII. Nice. Uh, All these like video game things and toys and stuff. Hot tub. There there wasn't a pencil in the the photo, man. (laughs) There wasn't a drafting table. Those
3: old wizard things were so. It was really funny because that was. I remember at one point. Um, someone's Rolodex was photographed in it, mm-hmm. and so you could actually see one of the artist's oh, phone weird. numbers there. Oh, that's, that's awesome. funny!
0: That's funny as heck, man. Yeah.
3: but Yeah, there was, a, but there was something in that. It's, it's. I mean, Wizard is. It, I feel like a lot of the stuff we can talk about it now because it's not the prevailing thing in comics anymore. Right. Like talking about Young Blood number six. In 2014 is a very different animal than talking about it when it came out. Oh sure, it's it, like like
0: I I do think that um, Liefeld's work is worth like an academic reevaluation at this yeah. point because as we move forward in age and experience and wisdom and stuff like yeah. that, like we were the kids growing up with that, and as we develop more language about art, um, as we go on through the years, where we become the scholars, we're going to be able to articulate. Like what really makes his work great as we move forward. Like we're starting to have those conversations, and the the problem that I that I come to a lot. Like um, I was on a podcast recently with with, with you know Jim Rugg and Tom Scioli and we were talking about Liefeld's work. And um, the guys at like the Comics Journal, Tim Hodler, like he put something on Comics Journal. Like, what am I missing? Uh, like, point me to one good Rob Liefeld comic that I should read. Blah 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 and the truth is like you're missing the point in his work if it comes to that you know what I mean Like, like like it's about visuals it's about the aesthetics it's not about some corny notion of like like um just like simple storytelling, or like like narrative stuff. Yeah, well, I'm, like, not, I'm not
4: reading X Force so I can have some spiritual re- reawakening. You know what I mean? It's like, there's there's a bazillion other books out there. Everybody's interesting the there's, there's there's
3: a lot of because it, it is, and that's something you know. And we were talking earlier about I always talk about the two party system in comics. Yeah, about yeah. there being mainstream and and indie, mm-hmm. and how that's changing, and 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 it is it is kind of asking people a lot to say these are the things that you value in comics. It's about storytelling. It's about of doing personal work and everything and and a lot of what we're talking about pulling from this work is none of that. It's like yeah. it's and like Revol- it's like him. Like I'm looking at this Youngblood comic and it's a guy wearing these things like a, it's a chin strap that looks like um, Briar Rose's ears from Appleseed and he's riding the Akira motorcycle. Yeah, And it's being sold to kids that wouldn't know what that stuff was at all. Well, oh, I had no idea. Right, yeah. and if you
0: take a look at the, the earlier work um, it looks like um, the the cartoonist like the proportionality of the characters. Yeah. He it's um it's like Fissa the North Star mm-hmm. type proportions where characters are about thirteen heads tall with very short like upper bodies, very long legs, very lean. And um if too bad we don't have some X Force comics here because those comics are very, very experimental. There's a lot of things that he's trying there. Um, there are pages that that you could clearly tell he inked small and blew up to yeah, size. Yeah. Um, the color on some of those comics oh, yeah. drawn uh, colored by Brian Murray who would go on to to draw supreme yeah. um they're playing with like th- these like day gl- glow colors that that don't they're trying something mm-hmm. it doesn't quite make sense but a lot of innovation is bleeding edge really? where you have to try these things see how it looks in print yeah. before you move forward and expand upon it and i could i could um I could make an argument that a lot of color in comics, a lot of good color in comics, was a response to yeah. some of the experimentation from oh, things absolutely. like like uh, like the X Force issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It was like, and then Yellow you know, Number Six is almost
4: too slick. It's almost too perfect. You yeah. know what I mean? I like the the weirdness of the X Force issues.
3: I mean, it's I, I would I would describe it as gaudy. Got it's the thing yeah. he keeps like, saying, Because it's not it's like, you know, every I mean and this well, is Well everything's very, highlighted
4: and everyone's made of like spandex or whatever.
3: Yeah. And that that's an interesting thing about the, the the older stuff, the old marble paper is you couldn't do that because yeah, the all. paper would tone it down. It would always be uh you know, it always feel you, like you couldn't put two colors next to each other, they didn't work because they'd all get muddled. Right. The, these, like Youngblood 6
1: in
0: that era, it really encapsulates an era in just in in design, magazine design things like that where, where a lot of people making those creative choices and decisions weren't necessarily um, they were like computer engineers really, like they were just figuring out computer technology and making that work for
3: print. Right, and so in a lot of ways they were kids too. That's right. for sure.
0: Well yeah, I mean how old was Rob
4: when he did that you know, you know the early Marvel stuff, eighteen, nineteen, yeah. right,
3: right, yeah. Which is another really interesting to, thing to throw around is like people whose whole um, careers is there. Any, when people always ask about Liefeld's reputation in comics, I always talk about it, he's treated like the vinyl like the, the vinyl ice of comics. And yeah. It's interesting, you know. Ice, ice, baby was recorded when he was he wrote that I think when he was eighteen. Is that really? You know? I don't know that, and it's like that's what you're remembered for. That's it. That's all you. There's so much. And I'm not saying that Vinyl redeemed himself or would or whatever, but, but um, it's interesting that that so much of life else.
2: Well, his his
4: last two, the last two characters he created for Marvel, the last two characters at Marvel sustain it all. You know, with Cable and Deadpool.
3: That is a really interesting statement. Where you're like, what's the last like? I mean, I, I think it's changed now. I think you could say. Uh, Captain Marvel, but
4: even Captain Marvel's created. I know Captain they.
3: Marvel's is created, but yeah, but,
4: but I mean, in, in terms of stuff, created a whole cloth. I mean, yes, Captain Marvel's obviously a huge or Hawkeye or something. Yeah, yeah, but mean, um, they're still,
3: uh, uh, you know, but until, until recently, yeah, yeah, because it's weird in a lot of ways. I was saying, Deadpool. Can
0: I just ask a quick question here, um, because right now, Marvel, you're not as encouraged to create new characters because mm-hmm. of the problem of having the new properties. And so, is that also something unique to Rob having that time? Because Rob stepped for life from Deadpool and Cable.
4: He I don't know, though. I think a lot, a lot of a lot of other people have had that opportunity over the years, and I think there's something that like. Uh, is Lo- there
3: is that a true statement? Though is that something that Marvel actually? I, I I
0: think that I I, I don't know about I now. I don't. Think I, so, I yeah. know that back in like Jim Shooter, Marvel, and and right after they they instituted certain corporate. Mandates that that encourage people to create characters give you some, give you some sort of uh, incentive if it goes into to some sort of other. Uh, at least this is what Jim Shooter said in interviews. Right.
1: Because um, DC was doing the same thing.
0: Were they? Because well, I think he created that situation because. As, like, as like a competitive measure, because DC was not. Like, they had royalties. Watchmen,
4: or... When, when Watchmen was announced, the big announcement behind Watchmen wasn't even a book, was that the contract was going to revolutionize everything. Right. And, and because they got royalties. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah.
0: not necessarily, like, like equity yeah. in the characters, if there's, like, a Watchmen movie or something like that. But, I mean, like, where's Warlock
4: now? You know what I mean? That's a similar era of... I mean, no offense... Is that
3: your Where's Waldo style? <laughs> <laughs> you know?
4: I mean, like... There were other characters coming at that time. There's other characters that have been coming at that since the 90s, like Carnage or whoever.
3: Right, but um, yeah, those are... And it's weird, because, yeah. I mean, until... I would, I would feel like until very recently, like, it, it's interesting the timeline of being, like, Deadpool feels like a new character to me. Yeah. And, what, 23 years old now, Deadpool? Yeah. And, um... And, and you could say, like, Carnage and whatever. And it's... Because Deadpool is... He's not underivative of... Like, he's definitely kind of derivative of a lot of
4: superhero things. Well, there's, I mean, when I say derivative, I mean, like, you know, Hawkeye is brilliant as what Matt and David did on that book. Like, it's still a character. It, it's still the character that existed back in, you know, yeah, like yeah. It yeah. four or, or whatever. Still
0: the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but,
4: but, but Deadpool, I mean, even though he's drawn from manga or whatever, it's still Deadpool. There wasn't, like, you know, Deadpool in the Golden Age or whatever, you know what I mean, or Cable yeah, for yeah, that matter. Of
3: course. Well, it's interesting, too, because I wonder what, what, I, what I'm thinking is, like, is, like, Liefeld's a guy who went on and did all of these different characters, regardless of, you know, if, if you know, this guy's like cable and, and yeah. this guy's like Deadpool over here. Um the Oh, oh that's funny, I have really restarted regard on profit that like like people be like, Well, Die Hard's just like Iron Man and I'm like, I, Iron Man's not as cool as Diehard, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And a lot of it's totally just my idea of like like I, I could do nothing with Iron Man. Because yeah. it's like as a guy in a suit, he'd die.
0: Yeah. One
3: interesting thing about
0: Deadpool and Rob Liefeld is that I think he's drawn, you know, in the in those early days, six or seven pages that have Deadpool on it. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like Deadpool comes in and out of yeah, yeah. X Men uh, of uh, of New Mutants ninety eight in and he's out, like yeah. yeah. And yeah. then he comes back in X Force two for like a few pages here and then, and then that's really it. I think yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. Like. So, But it's but it, it, it gets
4: back to the, the, my, 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 my whole thesis with Rob. I mean, I, I don't think it's nostalgic to say this, but he channels what weird thing there is an excited 10 to 13, 12 to 13-year-old boys to this day. And, like, when I see Deadpool, like, oh, that's a character I want to create.
0: You know, he's got cool pouches and swords and stuff like that. Is that,
3: that Lightfield's reaction to ninjas of the 80s?
0: That's, that's a good question. But I saw um, he had a tumbler and he had the concept sketches for cable Mm -hmm. and he had notes all over the thing and there were like four or five designs for the cable character Mm -hmm. and he said um like in one of the notes it's like it's like arnold schwarzenegger from predator and terminator (laughs) so he thinks in those terms like like he thinks in blockbuster terms Yeah. yeah he's
3: definitely like a movie fan that's for sure Yeah, Yeah, you check out
0: that Twitter. Oh, yeah, no kidding.
4: Reading the box office. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting
3: is just to (laughs) analyze... I mean, it's interesting because we can analyze our reactions to his work and then analyzing the person that... Which I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's something really important to be said about how... You know, his name is Mud with a lot of people in comics, but it doesn't slow us down. It doesn't stop him. Yeah. And his enthusiasm for comics doesn't change. And his... His relationship with the people that back him doesn't change, and that's really. I I, I stopped like I, I really hard to hurt my feelings with a review these days because after hanging out with Liefeld. Oh yeah. Because you're like really I'm gonna be bummed out because somebody thought my comic was bad, and then you go to his house and he's just like, he's like, look, look at my action figures, and he's just super excited, and mm. he's just like, I'm gonna draw this today, and you're like, he can't Google his name.
0: Yeah. I, like the internet, yeah. Like the internet yeah. was like terrible for, but like. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, my friend Tom Scioli, he's doing a Transformers G.I. Joe Mm -hmm. series over at IDW, and Rob did a variant cover for uh, for him. I did a variant cover, and ours were kind of publicized online at the exact same time. And Transformers fans are a a very particular breed, man. (laughs) I'll just say that.
3: And um there more than meets the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and you know,
0: I have narcissism and I have vanity. So I have a Google Alert thing right. attached to my email whenever there's something said about me or something, man, and mm-hmm. it's like delivered to my inbox. Um and sometimes those those emails are staggered a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh it was East it was on Easter this year. Um I get I get an alert and there's like a, uh, a Transformers Forum where they're talking – like the thread title is about like the variant covers really? and they show mine and Rob's and there are nine pages to this forum of just Transformers people just destroying us man just they just like and I've never gotten that kind of treatment really? I you know I've, ne- I've never gotten like cold dust so <laughs> hard man uh so I just was like I hit Rob up Rob I don't know how you deal with it man like this is like they got to me. They shook me. They had me on the ropes. <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, when people talk smack and they just criticize negatively with nothing behind it, uh, they're impotent. Like it's, it's just it's just an impotent argument, man. Like they just they just are trying to broadcast, just trying to vocalize, man. But they, they they can't contribute to culture. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right. These are nobodies, man. Mm-hmm. But but he like he's unflappable, mm-hmm. you know. And, and 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 that's that's definitely admirable." Hmm. Because he hasn't stopped doing what he's doing, and at and at times, I think that he's trolling people with some with some of his um choice, some of his choices and stuff. Uh, you know, he'll draw like a weird gun or something, and I really think that he's just just fucking with the audience, man. Because he because he is savvy enough, he is media savvy. He does think in blockbuster terms, and he knows people are going to talk about whatever it is he does, man. So it's almost like that dumb as a fox kind of thing, mm. man, where he's just kinda of playing people. But I, I I feel pretty hip to uh to but what he he's doing. Off on that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah,
2: we, like you interviewed him, we've interviewed him and he was just like,
3: Bring it haters. He just sees it's like professional sports, like you're yelling at the baseball player you don't like, or the basketball player you don't like. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah, know, it's the
4: same thing for him. He's just like he's probably crying over his royalty checks for Deadpool stuff, you know what I mean? Like what, what 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 does he care what you know wumpa One thinks on?
0: Right, yeah, yeah.
3: It's a it's no, a One had some good points.
0: Yeah, it's that art and commerce thing, and Weird. um, and because he thinks in those blockbuster terms and things like that, like I don't th- necessarily think that he himself like even thinks about like developing like a certain language to describe his art in. In art terms, mm-hmm. um, but he has it like through intuition. Uh, you know those those very key issues of New Mutants, X Force, Young Blood. Like th- like there is, there is, uh, there is an artistic shift in, in comic. Like like he left a mark that that people still pull from with mm-hmm. with that those like twenty issues of comics that he did in the early nineties.
3: Right, but it's all interesting because we did get a lot of early two thousands. A lot of it was just the Direct reaction against that stuff in a lot of ways, right? And and I think a lot of ways the um, the the kind of writer shift in comics, which I think, is changing slightly now. But yeah, but um, it was like, oh, whoa, whoa, we don't trust art. Like I remember seeing somebody at one point saying I think it was Sean Gordon Murphy or something was saying like, you saw what happened when they let artists run comics.
4: Yeah, <laughs> artists never ran comics. Yeah, exactly. It was just
3: it was a, it's a weird statement. But yeah. but it's but it's funny because a lot of a lot of what image did is being got so strongly reacted to like all right guys let's like tone it down let's you know back to six panel grids we're gonna have the writer control the story more. right and that, that's an interesting reaction to it. but hopefully now it's like middle ground enough where we can talk about all take like taking the best things into being like well let's 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 be honest about life to work and let's talk about it's not if it's successful and and resonated with this many people like is, is there value in it? Is yeah. It was was it was it mass hypnosis? Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. It, yeah. Or was it that that uh, that Fist of the North Star thing where it does tie into to kids and maybe there's mm. some like Terminator Two '90s power fantasy in there, but yeah. I mean it's still.
4: Well, just the thing you mentioned about cable being. Oh, I'm gonna take everything that's cool about Predator, and I'm like, everything that's cool about Terminator, and one guy. That's how, when I was drawing comics, that's how I was thinking.
0: Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna do the coolest thing. I, I could I say this um, mm. my peers in comics, uh, we all have reverence for that material, and we're, we're the ones making the work today. You know mm. what I mean? So, so like, if nothing else, the guy like, has a legacy through through us. And 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 I don't think we're making dog shit work. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think we're making crap. So, uh, so you know, here, here, um, you know, laugh well, Forget it. Never mind.
4: Yeah, I think there's an interesting thing that one of thing I, I, why I'm gaining the new appreciation for Rob or regaining or appreciation was expanding on what you were mentioning about Brandon about the, the the 2000 negative reaction that made everything like okay make sure Nick Fury just looks like an actor that you know or whatever yeah. and make sure everything looks realistic and it's like it got to the point where I mean I don't I, a lot of Marvel especially DC DC comics especially I would not give to a 10 year old not because there's any like, like racy or anything it just bore the shit out of him, <laughs> Yeah, you know and that that Rob stuff has broken the barrier of decades to remain relevant to a mindset that the comics that are coming out now just can't reach, and I'm gonna, I'm talking specifically the DC and Marvel stuff. Well,
3: you know? right, but a lot of it is interesting because it's a different. People are trying to do different things now. Like popular mm-hmm. comics now, like if you handed Saga to a Liefeld fan mm-hmm. in 1990. I don't think it would <laughs> I don't think yeah, yeah, yeah. it would work. It's, it's just different environment now entirely. Yeah, it's mm. just it's just how artistic
0: um, shifts happen in, in history where it's sure. like you, you have you have like this set thing, it becomes a template and then you have like and then you have people coming in, gumming up the works, creating a different kind of work. Right. And then you know it gets to a point where you know if you have Jackson Pollock type mm. things and then you need like you need like a Warhol or something to, to bring uh, representation back to art, where you're like, like you know, making artwork about that has things in it rather than I wanted to get into a big debate about
3: Pollock and Warhol now, and I was like, it's not the it's <laughs> not the place, man. Right, right. But um, yeah, well, it's interesting to, the, the whole context of what was going on in the '90s, and I always feel like the '90s was I got like three years on you guys, so I have a slight. I, I, I was, you know. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've just, I just was I was I remember the nineties quite well and hated them in, at the time. Although I loved them, I, like, that was it's the most teenage decade that I can think of. Right. Like if the sixties was like high school, then the nineties was like fourteen year olds as, as a decade. The decade. I know a what 14 you mean. Year old uh, with the Nintendo power, who's just like this is extreme. I'm into extreme stuff. Right. Or like Hot Pocket. Do you guys ever look at the um, the worst dry drawing website?
4: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: It's really funny because it's it's there making fun of him and it's really funny the guy that wrote it i think it's hilarious um, but the reaction i had in reading it and this is why i'm 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 interesting torn cuz as a teenager i'd be i was very anti superhero comics and very anti image and everything but even reading the Worst Life Drawings website gets me excited about comics. It there's yeah. a the thing where he's just like, I bet I bet Rob drew this thing, and he just like put his ba- turned his baseball cap around backwards and slammed a Mountain Dew, and was like, "All right, let's do this." And you're just like, <laughs> "Oh fuck, yeah! All right, I'll draw a comic." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: exactly. It's that it's that exciting. Mindset where it's not completely driven by oh yeah this is you know there's a movie coming out we got to make it look like that movie
3: and maybe a yeah. lot of it's just kind of getting over yourself and being be like this is fun and this is exciting this is drawing yeah. a helicopter shooting rockets and when and then just drawing the line to where the rockets hit and then scribbling out the building you've already drawn right. you know? yeah, I, yeah I describe a lot of that storytelling in quotes uh,
0: you know the Rob Liefeld stuff the Jim Lee stuff it's You know, they're so... They're they're these, like, West Coast, like, suburbanite kids who are Mm -hmm. so divorced from urban inner-city life and, like, knowing about, like, real evil or or anything. So, like, the comics read, like... um, It's, like, a comic book version of a little kid with a bunch of action figures going, like... (coughs) Where it's, like, here's the bad guy base. Here are the good guys. They invade or vice versa. Battle and then... Cliffhanger mm-hmm. to bring in like the next thing, but the aesthetics of the art of McFarlane, Liefeld, Jim Lee, all those, all the noodling, what, what, mm-hmm. what we call detail, mm-hmm. just all that line line work. Um, there's something about there's something about uh, um, when when you're a kid, like in high school, everybody drew that way with like all this like incessant <laughs> scribbling and scrawling and and just it's like it's like manic angsty. Like teenage, obsessive compulsive, right. sh- and and so like it's a,
3: it's negative zone. Alex Toth. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. And it. it's like yeah, it's like you start at that point, and then you like work your way up to becoming Alex Toth or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Just getting rid of all that extraneous stuff.
3: Well, it's interesting because the, the 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 idea of like I I, I always end the idea like Mobius talks about the idea that you can draw. There's two ways to really impress people. You can you can. Uh, Lay down simple, perfect lines that are really beautiful, or you can just throw a ton of detail at people. And he does; he says it in a way that implies like, or you can take the cheap route and lay down. <laughs> or I think you might even say that this is it's easier in a lot of ways to just dump detail on on people than it is to do something beautiful simply. That's but, for sure. But it's interesting because I, as I think it's worth not devaluing just what's fun and immediate. Sometimes it's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, a lot of it's kind of almost like getting over yourself. Like I think comics losing the pretension can allow comics to Well yeah, to and you reach saw a similar more. thing
4: in the seventies, like, you know, when Kirby came back to Marvel and everyone was like, uh, eh, you know, he doesn't draw like Neil Adams and he's not he's you not know, more realistic or anything like that. But actually that stuff looking back now I think is the most some of my most exciting Kirby stuff yeah, like yeah, two thousand one. I,
0: I agree. Like yeah. every every single panel is perfectly composed. Yeah
3: like, an exact perfect amount of, like, black and white. Well, Kirby's an interesting, because Kirby's working on 2001 is a, is a yeah. great comparison, because you you take this, I mean, novel aside, the you take the, the movie, the Kubrick movie, beautiful, slow thing, and then you give it to Jack Kirby, yeah. and doesn't he have, like, a room in one of the issues, where you just go in and you smash cars? I <laughs> you, that, you, you that. People dress up I mean, as superheroes? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. It's,
4: it's, there's, it's my favorite Jack Kirby comic, 2001, number five, and six to an extent. Where, yeah, I mean, that's exactly, you basically are cosplaying and LARPing 30, 40 years before that was ever a, a concept. <laughs> you t-
3: <laughs> What's it called when somebody uh, is uh, speculative? Speculative LARPing fiction. <laughs> oh, man. Kirby was talking about LARPing, like, years before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, like, like, I'm not going to even begin an argument about, like, Liefeld and Kirby as being similar, but yeah. at that time, in the yeah. 70s, I mean, the guys, they called him Jack the Hack. Jack the Hack, yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Jack the Hack Kirby, can you believe that? Like, yeah. a lot of people, they, they, they try to brush that under the rug, man, but like... Well, listen. I think
3: that's, I think it's it's legitimate to talk about the idea that Kirby was a guy that had a fire under him because he had a family to support and was raised poor and... Wasn't sitting down and being like, "I'm gonna craft the finest story I can." He was like, he yeah, had a lot of yeah. like. There's a the, there's the comparison. I will make the comparison, Life, and Kirby, because it's it is a guy alone in the room having a lot of fun and wiggling a pen. And and uh, I don't know
0: how much publicly Life gets into that stuff, but his situation was fairly similar. So is that like that's all I'll say about it. Mm-hmm. On the th- but like he had similar issues at the time too, man, to, to make work mm-hmm. and some of the stuff that people point out as being flaws you know the whole one panel square windows mm-hmm. next panel circle windows I mean that's a trope of Kirby as well yeah, like yeah, yeah. where Kirby just because that that uh, truthfully in a lot of ways doesn't matter like yeah. well, that's the thing
3: you can do I mean I, I kind of allowed myself a lot of freedom that when I saw Mobius and Inky Balal all doing that yeah. and I was mm-hmm. like well if they're not drawing the same and you can in comics it's, not, it's not film and it's, yeah. it's important to not only let the art form make its own rules but make your own rules and boundaries yourself and I I often think that it's an interesting thing about everything comes back to Mobius for me but something about Mobius is he was willing to change characters design and change building designs from panel to panel and sometimes I think that that is tied into his longevity really like he not being so stringent and sticking to stuff and just being like I'm going to draw because it's fun Mm. um, makes it you know, he creates an environment where it's fun for him to work and not just like, oh, well, I gotta. Like, I'm always. It's interesting because Akira gets. And Akira's obviously an amazing comic, but as a creator, I find Akira slightly depressing because I'm like, those guys just ruled out windows all day. Yeah. Right.
0: Did you see. Uh, it was in, like, the special features of the Akira. Um, like you know, twenty fifth anniversary. Oh, the guy whose job
3: is to the windows?
0: Yeah, with a single haired brush, he they like designed these tools. It's like a it's like a it's like a ruler with a bevel in it, and then there's a stylus that fits in it to keep it level. And he has like a one haired brush where he is just painting these wi- like thousands of windows oh, like per build,
3: and it was amazing looking. Yeah, it's so beautiful, but but you think you think about. Rob Liefeld slamming a dude with a backwards baseball cap, or Kirby in his room, like, being, like, you know. And then I looked at the Bible and came up with Galactus. Yeah. And those are just, it's just a very different way to approach things. It is, it is. I do, it's funny, because I do, the detail, unfun work of comics, I find that satisfying, too. I call it washing dishes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to wash dishes for a while. And then, you know, uh Marion will come. My 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 will come over my place and just be like, "Your dishes are dirty," and I'm like, "Oh, I was washing dishes. I wasn't washing
0: dishes." (laughs) (laughs) There, like some of that noodling stuff. It's like you 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 do it if you can't not do it. Like it's 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 very much just a compulsive behavior. In the in the new uh, the new Charles Burns uh, trilogy, there's there's this one image where uh, it's a recurring image where like there's a there's a hole in a brick wall that the character walks through and you see this hole several times from different angles it's in a brick wall and the hole is shaped the exact way like so like there are the exact number of bricks up and down like to where the hole is mm-hmm. some of the bricks are kind of on weird angles and those bricks stay the same on these weird angles from all these different viewpoints there's like little little specks of rock right. sitting on some of the brick you only do that if you're insane like right. like mm-hmm. It's 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 like a constipated <laughs> anal retentive
3: behavior. It's like you had you did that because you had to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. Like 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 you you wouldn't be able to sleep. Charles Burns probably couldn't sleep if if he would have uh you know put the wrong brick in the wrong place or something like that. And that's the direct opposite of like yeah. like a life where it's more expressive, it's more energy right. energetic mm-hmm. and and uh I think there's something to say for having like enthusiasm in in work in that way like like this stuff that he would ink right. where you would see these lines that don't even touch on, right. the, on when right. he's inking characters because he's just breezing through it and it has it has a speed to it it has like a kinetic energy on the page that um, certainly something like a, like a Charles Burns doesn't have it's very grounded and, and still
3: and right and I, and I think that's a good place to, to slow this down it's the idea of at least something I'm thinking about it's just, it's, it's, it's one of the values of what we're talking about is, 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 not having one way to do things and not having one way to look right. at it, and being able to look at burn look at Otomo, look at Liefeld, and find value in those things, even if the approach and and the whole point of doing it is different for each one.
0: Yeah, like you, you could pull, you could, you could learn from every single comic book that you look inside of, even if it's just like one cool. Sound effect.
4: Right. You know, right. Oh, yeah. No, I yeah, pour so, over John Workman Thors all the time. Just for yeah,
3: or even if it's just look at how horrible they did this, think of another fun yeah. way to do it. Yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'll make sure I don't do that. Yeah. yeah. I've, you know, and, and it's probably it's mostly that. You know, when you look through old comics, like, okay, I'll definitely not do this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, there's value in that for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like evolution. It's like it's like building on top of the mistakes of. of uh, of others like like slopping off the mistakes just keeping the good trying to move it forward with your own energy
3: right right certainly well well thank you guys for talking to me oh thank you thank you ghost of broad life
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, yeah
1: gangsta to the steps of this motherfucker and this one goes out to all the OG's out there and I can't forget the baby guys what's up niggas my nigga that came back with some of that old school original west coast shit, nigga That got all y'all on his dick in the first place, yeah. So run that city, cruising down the street in my six four, jocking the freaks, clocking the dough. Went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting some hoop. A car pulls up, who can it be? A fresh El Camino rolling kilo G. He rolled down his window and he started to say, It's all about making that GTA. Cause the boys in the hood are always hard. You come trash will pull your car, knowing nothing in life, but to be legit, don't quote me boy cause I ain't said shit, Donald B's in the place to give me the pace, he said my man JD is on free base. the boy JD was a friend of mine, till I caught him in my car trying to steal an album up the street to call a truce the silly clock head pulls off a deuce deuce little did he know I had a loaded 12 gauge one sucker dead LA time Vai